Hey everyone, thanks for joining me for another episode of Why They Invested Healthcare Edition. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. Today I'm joined by the managing partner at Nina Capital, Marta Gaia Zanki. How are you today? Very well. Nice to meet you, Jared. Nice to meet you as well. I'm excited for us to chat. I, I think uh, what, what we'll do here is we'll dive right into it like we usually do, and then we'll go through some of your investments. So really appreciate if you could tell the audience a little bit about your background, and then we'll go over a quick overview of Nina Capital. Sounds good. Um, I'm a trained system designer. I studied electrical engineering. I went into engineering because I wanted to build medical instrumentation. So I did that through my studies um, until ended a PhD at Stanford University, uh, creating magnetic resonance imaging instrumentations. And then I always stayed in this industry, how technology is my passion, and that's been the one thing that I've always done. But I've moved around in this industry. I've been in academia as an adjunct professor at the Stanford School of Medicine and director of digital health at the Stanford Bayer Center for Biodesign. I was teaching and seeing students take uh, companies forward in health tech. I'm advising some more in Silicon Valley, uh, starting one and being the CEO through a couple of funding stages until a better CEO came along to take it forward. Um, and eventually all of these got me to the investment world, first as an angel and then in VC. Interesting. Yeah, it's... You've, you've done a little bit of everything, which is probably helping you too when you make these investments, right? Um, I don't want to call out par parts of the industry, but there, there's some really great firms, right, that were operators before. And those are always the firms that like founders really want to work with because you're going to be more than a, a check to them, right? You're going to actually be able to help them with, even if it's with just advice around like what they should be looking at. And as you know, that's not always the case with the industry, right? There's some people that they never were the operator, and which is fine. Like, there's still a place for, for those people. But uh, my preference was always working with the people that actually have been through it. You know, crazy thought, right? Crazy, crazy <laughs> setup. But uh, yeah, that's, that's really great that you, uh, you kind of have all these different stages um, or stages of experience in this process. Yeah, we couldn't agree more. And that's not just me, by the way, at Nina Capital. We are a team that is custom-made to offer all of the different perspectives in this journey. My partner is a former entrepreneur and operator, 20 years building a telemedicine company until he sold it to Teladoc a few years back. I work with a biotechnologist and neuroscientist. We do need somebody who understands a bit finance, so we got that too. But uh, <laughs> we are all healthcare enthusiasts, and, uh, and we invest so that we have a way to, to help our founders take their innovations forward. I love it. And so you gave us your background, and you kind of told us, you know, without going into too much detail, but also like what, what the team looks like. Can you give us a, a quick overview of Nina Capital, like the type of investments that you like to make? what you kind of look for in companies? Yes, yes, of course. I would say that there are three keywords uh, that define our market positioning in this industry. One is healthcare. We only invest in companies and teams that are determined to find solutions to healthcare problems. And in fact, there is a twist to that. Uh, following the biodesign methodology, which I mentioned before, and I had the pleasure of teaching at Sanford University, very much looking forward to joining teams that have become passionate about gaps and problems in healthcare and then study them deeply and on the basis of that understanding actually developed their technology solutions and their business models. 
So that's number one, healthcare need driven. And then number two is technology. Uh, contrary to many life science investors, uh, we do not invest in biotechnology. We do not invest in pharmaceutical. All that we invest in is tech, uh, both software and hardware. And there is a twist to that as well. Um, we believe that one of the biggest levers in healthcare for improvement of this industry is data and information to be more specific. So if you look at our portfolio of 29 health technology investments, there is a conducting thread. Uh, it's how we can move data, apply data, extract information from data so that we can make this industry better. And then the third angle is that is, I would say, where do we belong in stage and geography? It's more classic, I would say, determinants of the funds positioning. We invest early. Uh, we like to write cross-entry checks at pre-seed and seed stages. Uh, quite often, but not necessarily, we are the first venture capital investor in a company. Um, and we do it across Europe. And by that, I do include the UK and non-EU member states, as well as North America and Israel. Really interesting. I, I love that you come in at the earliest stage because a lot, a lot of investors can get caught up in... No one can ever say this about you either, right? When you come in at the earliest stage, you are a leader. You are forward thinking. This Again, everyone has a place, but I, I'm so excited that we're chatting right now because of I, I love the focus. I love that you're investing across all these areas. I feel often, I know sometimes that you, know, you need to have a focus, but I think a lot of people will miss some really great investments by only saying, like, we'll only invest in, like, North America or... There's, I have a friend out in, uh, out in the UK that started a, a femtech uh, uh, company, and uh, they're doing really well. And I'm like, this is, this is one that probably a lot of people in the, you know, North America missed out on. Uh, if, if, yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll have to intro the two of you to see if that's, yeah. But see, like, um, and we'll, we'll talk about that too, because like, we talk with all the early stage companies, so uh, happy to make intros. Um, and, and if you want them to come on here to tell their stories, they can do that as well. But, uh, but yeah, so I, I just want to applaud you for, for going at the earliest stage. Obviously, there tends, there, there's, there's more risk there, but I also think there's more room for you to be able to actually offer up sound advice that can de-risk the situation substantially. I, I don't think pre-seed and seed investments are as risky as everyone else thinks if they actually have some support in the early days to make sure that they're kind of you know, moving forward in the right direction. <laughs> well, first of all, I should say the heroes are the CEOs of the company we invest in. They're in the trenches working hard. And we do try to sort of transfer lessons learned in these industries. And our network, as you can imagine, is very heavily concentrated. And it continues to grow by virtue of continuing to invest and learn about new spaces in this industry. So we try our best to be like mentors and advisors to other companies. And as you said, when you invest very often, there are two or three people in the team advisory boards to be built, uh, commercial contacts to be made. And so we're here to try and facilitate all of that. Uh, and the idea is that we can invest in this space based on first principles. Just again, going back to understanding what the problem is and trying to uh, figure out if the technology innovation and the business model has actually been a good design match to the characteristics of that problem. It's very hard to do. There are many stakeholders in this industry that you need to align uh, behind the success of the one technology innovation that you're trying to introduce. 
So that's also what we try to help uh, challenge our teams to think about all of the different perspectives that they need to be able to incorporate into their strategy. Absolutely. And let's let's get to the the big thing for today, the big topic of discussion that you and I wanted to go through. Um, and you know we can go through these these quickly, but then also kind of you can put your your why we invested in each on top of it after you give us a quick overview. You want to talk about three companies that you recently invested in. I think it was what was it Newcrude, Quantively, and High Health. Can you talk us through what each of those are, and then maybe just tack on why you decided? What was it that? I know there's numerous factors, but maybe give us a couple of the factors of. That, that played into your decision to invest in them? Of course. Well, uh, let's start with Nucrit then. Uh, this is uh, our first investment of 2022. Um, Nucrit is a pre-seed stage company that uh, was born in the UK and is led by a brilliant, extremely energetic woman named Livia. Nucrit has found a way to augment the search, identification and the engagement of off-site patients that are eligible for clinical trials of emerging biotechs. They do that because they want to reduce the time and cost associated with the fulfillment of their clinical trial recruitment objectives. Um, you know, did you know, for example, that studies consistently find that over 80% of clinical trials are delayed every year? And that's basically just due to ineffective patient recruitment. Actually, out of five clinical studies, one will be terminated due to only poor recruitment. Um, so uh, Nucrut has, has seen this need and has asked themselves the question, why is this a problem? And has looked at patient populations that are failed by the traditional and centralized clinical trial recruitment strategies to look for patient populations that traditionally are not in those sites and has found a way, a clever way to find where they are and educate them on the opportunities to enroll in ongoing clinical trials for which they are a good match. So huge problem, extremely high cost to the industry. The risk is that life-saving therapies do not get to market just because of poor recruitment strategies. Um, and Neocrude has found a way to, to mitigate that risk. So really excited about the clinical trial space. Um, and this is the first, but not the last investment that we have made to try and make this very dysfunctional process more effective for everybody to benefit. So that's one, uh, Nucrut. And let's go on to Quantively now, if you will. <laughs> yes, Quantively takes us back to the country where I have lived for 15 years before moving to Spain, which is where I'm taking this call. And Quantively has found a way for imaging facilities obviously medical imaging facilities, to optimize their most capital-intensive technology asset and their human resource investments in the radiology department. And they do so in a way to maximize the utilization of that, while at the same time, of course, increasing patient access to services that are important to ensure early diagnosis and also ongoing monitoring of diseases. Um, this is an interesting company because uh, one of the interesting facts about our strategy is that a good third of our investments in portfolio are spin-offs. And this is also a spin-off, not of an academic institution, uh, but of a hospital. This company was born at Boston Children. Um, out of an original, I would say, frustration that a team of clinicians and engineers had, that they couldn't figure out a way 
how to actually improve the utilization of the magnetic resonance imaging facilities. It was born out of a very clever insight that actually the data that was required to get smarter about those operations was embedded images themselves. And therefore, by finding a way to extract that information, and they could find a way to transform uh, their operations and be better at serving patients in the least amount of time possible. Um, and at the same time, uh, ensuring that the hospital itself has the highest potential utilization of those uh, expensive equipments. Um, I would say that some of the reasons why this company uh, was very close to our interest um, quantitatively represents our second fund's first batch, but the sixth on aggregate in the data liquidity space. We call data liquidity uh, an important thesis for us, which is built around the knowledge that there is healthcare data, which is, however, uh, not portable and not utilized. So we invest where we see an opportunity to increase the portability and applicability of health data to, to make our healthcare industry better. Um, simultaneously, it addresses the needs in the radiology specialty, which has always been an area of interest for us. Um, and right now, uh, Quantively is also a pre-seed stage company. Of course, as already mentioned, it's uh, located in East Coast, United States. Uh, we're very excited because the early commercial traction of this company is already strong uh, and they are already very quickly uh, working across both coasts of the United States. And the last one, I believe, was High Health. Yes, High Health takes us back to Europe. Uh, they're a company that was started in Austria. Uh, they are also present in Germany. Um, they have developed a software platform and app that offers people with private health insurance a convenient, safe, and integrated access to healthcare billing and claim filing. And this is again a play to our data liquidity space, um, uh, but an interesting one instead of targeting uh, innovations in hospital environment, which is usually what we see in the data liquidity space. It looks at the broader ecosystem for how data uh, moves, or actually I should say does not move, between all of the different participants involved in the process of seeking reimbursement uh, and payment for healthcare services provided. Uh, it was a super interesting deep dive into some of the idiosyncrasies of the German and Austrian ecosystem, as well as the broader Europe, to find just how dysfunctional that is and complex, so much so that within the industry, players are required uh, to just uh, mitigate uh, the pain for everybody invited and ensure that there is a free flow of data that allows for these services to be reimbursed and paid for. And iHealth is a very interesting play to it. Um, and again, it's a very strong match for what we believe to be one of the uh, low-hanging fruits of improvement in healthcare. Ensure that we can connect the dots and connect all of these participants so that everybody benefits by uh, you know, increased access and uh, increased affordability of, of healthcare. And I guess, last thing before we wrap up, what, what's kind of next? Uh, for, for, for you and the firm uh, that you that you can share, right? Obviously, if you're getting ready to make some more investments, you can't tell us what those are yet, but can you tell us maybe what areas you, you like moving forward? Maybe that's a better way to, to ask you. 
Yes, absolutely. So, well, this is a very good, exciting time for Nina Capital because we just launched our second fund. We have made the first six investments, which means that we have at least 20 more that we will make in the next couple of years. So this is a great time to come to us with your pre-seed and seed stage company. Um, there are some themes that we're very interested in investing into. Uh, you can imagine that our portfolio is like a collection of mini portfolios, each one trying to unpack uh, clusters of needs in healthcare. Um, and a few of those clusters of needs are women's health. Uh, we're very interested in the whole space, but especially in opportunities to bring early diagnostics of diseases uh, at the home with tests that are designed to ensure that women have access to treatment early for conditions that are very common and unfortunately are hardly spotted if women do not go to the traditional sites where care happens. So that's one topic. Um, we're also very interested in men's health <laughs> and unfortunately there is a, a, a bit of a, a stigma to talk about some of the conditions that affect uniquely men, but we have been studying them very closely in the past couple of years and we could be very excited to make our reverse investment in those space as well. And then uh, we are interested in continuing to unpack the whole clinical trial process and it's not just what happens in a clinical trial. We're interested in strategies to improve clinical trial design. The whole preclinical um, process, we're interested in the way to find real-world data that supports with evidence and the bringing of new therapies to market outside of the traditional clinical trial environment. And we're interested in how we can continue to monitor patients that have received those investigational drugs after those clinical trials have ended. I think this is a space of great transformation and so it is interested in the whole pipeline. Um, and perhaps the other one that I want to mention is that we have traditionally not invested in the telemedicine space. We do see that it's changing in some very interesting way. Uh, there is a lot of consolidation happening, but there is also a lot of friction in trying to connect all of the players in this ecosystem. And so we're starting this space quite actively to try and understand where are the gaps that are impeding this ecosystem to become more and more connected and seamless. And we believe that in those gaps will be some opportunities for investment for us soon. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, a, it's an exciting time. Those are all great spaces. I'll be on the lookout for you at the Vive conference in Miami next week. Um, well, just so everyone knows, this this just gave away when we're recording this, right? But um, but yeah, I'll I'll uh, we'll have to be in touch because usually I'll go through the startup sections and we'll come across some really great startups that are going through like a a Texas Medical Center accelerator or you know through United's accelerator uh, with TechStars. So I'll uh, I'll keep you in the loop. But thank you again for for joining on the why we uh, why they invested podcast uh, through Slice of Healthcare. Really appreciate having you here, Marta. Thank you, Jared. It was a pleasure.